0: Welcome to the Which Was Better podcast, where we discuss and decide which was better, the book or the movie. I'm your host, Lisa. And this week, I'm so excited to welcome back Katie and Hannah from the One Kiss Meets Forever podcast. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Hi. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Ecstatic. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. How have y'all been doing? Pretty good, I think. All things
1: considered, yeah. It's life is trucking. I mean, so, I am, I am, I'm geographically distanced from Hannah at this point. We, I am no longer a New Yorker, so that's the biggest tragedy. But Aww. other than that, I'm fine. <laughs>
0: that is a tragedy. It makes I'm you, very Hannah. sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. Especially now it's Christmas air with all the markets out. Yeah. You know, I went to wander around my first market
2: just the other night because I oh, yeah? randomly had theater tickets that I didn't plan on. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I was like, I guess I'm just going to wander around the Bright Park Christmas market until the show starts.
0: Yes. My, one of my kids dreams of that because of course I'm like, it makes me laugh. Cause you know, she's like, well, why don't we go? Cause I really want to get a Nutella waffle. And I'm like, you know, you can get those at any time. Like it's not <laughs> exclusive to the Christmas market. And she's like, I know, but it's better at that. I'm like, you're right. It is. I, I, I hear it, I hear it
2: completely. Like they're, <laughs> There are things I buy there where I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't need to, but I I just want to. I will never spend more money on soap,
1: but it always (laughs) feels like money well spent.
0: It is. It's an experience. I love it. (laughs) We're already making plans to go there. Not this weekend, probably, but the weekend this comes out, we're hoping to drive in and spend the day and do some Christmas marketing. Yeah. Yay. I I have to I have to hit the other ones, but I've I've done Bryant Park now. So I'm like, okay, that one's just more convenient for us because, of course, we come into Grand Central. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's absolutely the most convenient because it's
2: right there. Yeah. Walk around Um, the corner. (laughs) But I tend there there tends to be gems at Columbus Circle, in my opinion, in terms of like because I I really like the like artist ones where there's like some random person who's making, you know, you know, clocks out of old books that they do <gasps> themselves, you know, or something like that. Yes. So, Union Square okay. is just anxiety. So. <laughs>
0: <dense>. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> That's a good tip though. Okay. Now I'll keep that in mind for next weekend. Okay. So since it is the Christmas season, we picked a Christmas book, obviously. Thank and God. we picked the Christmas secret. and. I know we have a lot of thoughts.
2: <laughs> about... I have a lot of thoughts. I, I want to share
0: because
2: I brought my copy in because I, I got it from the library, but I don't care. Same. <laughs> I put post-its
0: in it anytime yeah. I got really upset.
1: <laughs> For you listeners, the book is filled with post-its. <laughs>
0: yes. Multicolored page flags
1: everywhere <laughs> but before we get too far into this i want to i just want to say that one kiss means forever we did this as an episode recently and bef- and we did i had to cut this because we didn't go back to it but hannah and i both hate this title for this story because we don't understand why it's a christmas secret even though the book <laughs> tries to bring it back and so we were going to come up with other alternate titles um for this story and we were really not successful we forgot to do it after the episode so I cut that part it's a little bts for you guys if you listen to us but um I would love to hear what you think about the title Lisa
0: (laughs) well so okay I'm gonna get to that actually because it's part of my little intro into the book but I will say that I I was gonna bring this up because yes this is what started it I saw you guys covered this movie. And I was like, okay, because I remember this movie from years ago. And I remember watching it in pieces and thinking, this movie is kind of bananas. And I remember th- knowing, like, realizing, oh, it's a book when I was planning for this podcast as a whole. And I'm like, oh, I have to do this at some point because the movie was kind of banana pants. And I'm like, so the book must also be banana pants. And yeah. So <laughs> uh, yeah. So you guys check out their episode on it. Maybe if you want to listen to that first and then come back, you know. But um, yeah, let me go ahead and just tell you everybody, the listeners, what the book is about. So the book is titled The Christmas Secret, Just Like the Movie. And it was written by Donna Van Leer. And it was first published is September 19th, 2009. And it's actually book five out of a 10 book series called The Christmas Hope Series. So I think that's why it's called the christmas secret because they're all the christmas something you know like the christmas letter the christmas note the christmas you know
2: still think they could have gone with a? they could have found a better christmas thing to to name it yeah but think about it because mm, yeah. the
0: secret is I, still,
2: <laughs> I, I think i had said miracle was yeah, an option that was the closest singular word that would have <laughs> made noun. more sense
0: to me. yeah that would have made sense yes okay <laughs> so Let me read, let me read the summary. Okay. So Christine Isley is the mother of seven-year-old Zach and five-year-old Haley. Her ex-husband provides little, if any, child support and makes life difficult for Christine by using the children as pawns. She works long hours as a waitress to make ends meet, but her job is in jeopardy because she's often late to work due to unreliable teenage sitters she's forced to use. When Christine saves the life of a woman who works in Wilson's department Store. The owner of Wilson's wants to find her to thank her, but Christine has disappeared, losing another job once again. He sets his grandson, Jason, to the task of finding the mysterious Christie. Jason, an accountant by trade who has lost his jobs to downsizing, thinks he's above working at Wilson's. Soon he discovers that this new task gives him more than he bargains for. So it's a lot of words Mm -hmm. in that summary. And it's (laughs) funny because the movie summary is almost identical, and yet they're very, very different. Right. They're very different. <laughs> but it's, seriously, when I read the movie summary in just a minute, like, they're almost identical, and yet they're very, very different.
1: <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about yeah. this with you. So
0: did y'all know this was
2: a series going into it? Nope. I did. Oh. Um, I was actually thinking about this. So <laughs> I am I'm the kind of person that you give me a series... And if I randomly pick up a book in the middle, I am likely to go back and try and read all of them if I enjoy it. I'm going to say right now, I will not be going back to read any more of these books.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I'm I'm 0 for 2 with you guys because the last one that we read together was also... (laughs) But that one I did
2: read more of the series. Yeah. (laughs) I was just upset because... Um,
1: I, so now that you mentioned it's a series, um, I went to, the, I also went to my local library, local libraries are the best. Um, and I was looking for this author and I found another, like, I think the Christmas table or something I was like, ah, oh, damn, they don't have it. But on the internet, it says it does. So I go to the library and I go, do you have this book? She's like, oh yes, it's under inspirational fiction. And I almost got, I got so mad. I was like, what are you made me do, Lisa? Not that yeah. I don't mind being inspired, but generally those words do not um, end well for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, I feel like it a, a a tradition early on in Hallmark days to take these like Christian romance or inspirational yeah. stories and convert them and kind of strip out basically all of it and just maybe... <sighs> Maybe have like a little like I don't know song like a religious song or something but basically strip about all of it and so yeah when I when I would go to look up these books I'd be like, oh okay so this is another not that there's anything wrong with that right that there's anything wrong with that plenty of people read inspirational romance and I champion you and your entire endeavors there everybody read what they want um personally it's not for me yeah
2: okay. I think that's that's where I landed on this too granted. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it. I hate these people.
0: (laughs) Okay, so here's the yeah. Would that be the series? I've I've tried to read all the other summaries to see if there was some common names, thinking okay, maybe they all tie in together and it's like a multiverse, like a you know, yeah, Marvel Mm -hmm. multiverse. And I think so. Okay, uh, I, I
2: would have imagined that like. Gloria and Miriam show up in other ones. Yes. They seem like the okay. kind of characters that would they do. transfer. Okay. They Fairy have God their God own
0: types. Yeah. Yes, they have their own story. Because okay. in reading this, there were so many characters. There are a lot of characters. Yeah, and it was hard I mean, to keep track of all yeah. of them. It was it, like I, Game of Thrones up in here. <laughs> exactly.
2: Except you could pronounce the names of the characters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I because I was like, wait a minute, I thought. I thought that was his wife. No, wait, who is this? I just, and then I would lose who was talking. Uh-huh. I, it, it was a lot.
2: It was I think a lot. Goes, it, it goes from first person to third person, like back and forth in a weird way. That yeah. is, and I did, I li- I read the physical book
1: and had it on audio just because I had a lot. I was traveling a lot this week and had it on my, in my ears. And that was a bit of a, of a, a thing. But I do, I do want to say that I think even the author got confused of the name sometimes. Because spoiler alert, um, at the end of the book, what you're talking about his wife, right? And so she's visiting the wife and it says her name is Linda Marshall. Yes. But that's not her name because her husband's name is Marshall. And I was like, Is he Marshall Marshall? No, he's Wilson. <laughs> I had to go back. And I'm like, okay, so the author
2: got this wrong.
0: <laughs> yes. And are there two Linda's? Yes. Because- his daughter is also a Linda. Yeah. His daughter is also a Linda. That's right. Right. Through me for a loop because I, re- I did the audio and it's actually narrated by the author. Which is, I have thoughts too. So yeah. Yeah. I like some that that sometimes because, you know, an author knows where they want to put their inflections, where they want to, you know, I get it. This was not my favorite audio book presentation, mm-hmm. but it still, it was fine. It was sure. fine. So, but yes, it threw me for a loop because I was like, Linda, spoiler alert, if you haven't read this, Linda, his wife is dead. And it's like a big reveal at the end. You're supposed to like, huh. and I'm like, wait a minute, but he was talking to Linda at the beginning and I had to go back and I'm like, oh that, God, that was, there's two Lindas. Yeah. There, there's two Linda. I, I have
2: a lot to say about the dead wife. Cause at one point I did say, is she a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the answer is I guess yes. Um but he also there there was one thing about like he, he had a few more days and then he could talk to her as if going to her grave meant that's where he saw her. Yeah. Which is such a strange concept to me of like 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 you you could you know she's not there either you can talk to her wherever yeah <laughs> like yeah you don't have to hold you don't have to wait also yeah. the cemeteries in town just go over there if you people really have
1: weird cemetery her. rules they have rituals i imagine we all got cremated so yeah. I, I can't tell you so
2: <laughs> yeah I mean, sure but just kidding <laughs> but it's it, like i i get wanting to go to a, a cemetery to talk to somebody but either do that or you know like it it was just a little bit like you're like actively like oh, i wish i could talk to my wife yes and like i'll have to wait a few days and I thought it was she a was weird a thought to have yeah regardless because also if she had been alive he could have called her yeah because for a while it's sort of like implied that maybe she's on vacation that's the christmas secret
0: <laughs> exactly. he could that's have talked to her the time that there are two lindas <laughs> and that linda was within us all along no that it was because at the beginning i was like Okay. She's sick. And so she's at home and she's forcing him to go back to work. Right. And this is, and this is of course, Jason, the two main characters are Christine and Jason. Those are the two, you know, if you want to call them love interests. I mean, I don't even know if I would call this a romance, but um, they have a relation, you know, they have a relationship and Jason, his grandfather is Marshall and I was always under the impression for the first like third of the book that the wife was at home sick and she was like push, pushing him back to work. She's like, get away from me. Like, go do your job and be back. And it wasn't until halfway through. I was like, wait a minute. Where are they? What is happening? I was like, how many Lindas are there? And then at the end, <laughs> when he's like going to the, the graves, I'm like, oh, my God, she's dead. I was like, this was a lot. And it, this, the story itself stressed me out. Mm -hmm. just absolutely stressed me out because just if you've seen the movie and you have not read the book where she is under threat of having her kids taken away from her yes it's multiplied by 10 in this book and as a mom a parent it stressed me out yeah that she could lose her kids like i it was oh god like it was hard to get through this (laughs) oh gosh yeah it's it's rough (laughs) yes You know, and there's just a content warning for anybody that's interested in reading. There's this constant threat of the kids being taken away. There's like these painful stories of like drug use, like this other side character gets involved in meth and loses her kids and her family like and yeah I, I, I wrote and myself a note where i was like i
2: did not see meth head coming
0: yeah, well
1: neither did i because the way it's described is we were having wine at a party you know a little wine and nosh and then someone's like here's the meth friends you're gonna feel great and then she was addicted from that point and i was like dear lord this woman and then is, she's like, screwing people for the rent
0: money. And that's why her <laughs> kids get taken away. It's was like, wow, yes. this chapter
1: took a turn.
0: <laughs> Stress me. And I wrote in all caps. I mean, I know people can't see it, but I wrote in all caps, METH. Oh, my God. <laughs> in all caps, METH. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? Ugh, it just came out of nowhere. It did. And the the side character who they completely eliminate in the movie of Marcus... Him, like that little boy that that's the original boy that Jason connects with through right. the, the like the daycare or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. They cut him out of the movie where well, they kind of blended they, him in with, you they know, they made him Zach. Essentially. Yes. Yes. And it, with his being mistreated, like when he's at the store and he and Jason first meet and that guy's like abusing him. I'm like, this yeah. is this Dark. is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's a, like I mean, there's a full
2: on like single mother domestic abuse shelter program that's like yes. going strong which is i mean like you yeah. want that to be there but also at the same time you're like this is
0: like small town vermont what is happening yeah like how many people are here and why is it's, it's oh my gosh yeah so okay so the book stressful so <laughs> let's talk about the movie real quick so the movie premiered December 7th, 2014. It was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And I don't know if that time it was called Miracles of Christmas. It might've been called something else, but whatever, we're going to say Miracles of Christmas. And um, it stars, um, oh gosh, what's her name? I'm drawing a blank. Bethany Joy Lenz. There you go. Yes, love her. And you would think if I loved her, I'd know her name. Bethany Joy Lenz and John Reardon as the two lead characters. And so the summary is, Christine Isley's life is coming undone. She's been fired from her job, evicted from her home, and her ex-husband is taking her to court for custody of their children. To make matters worse, she's misplaced a very special family heirloom, a star-shaped locket handed down from her father, who disappeared from her life when she was a young girl. But things seem to be looking a little brighter for Christine when she lands a new job working with a gregarious... Bakery owner and a holiday romance begins to blossom with Jason, the handsome grandson of a sweet couple who own a popular local store. As she uncovers a long-standing family secret, Christine's luck might be starting to turn, bringing her good fortune and true love just in time for Christmas. There it is. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to watch it now because that
1: was the whole movie.
0: It really is. And it's the whole movie, and yet, so it's
2: it. Doesn't encapsulate the craziness that happens. So
0: <laughs> the twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, I will say this. In terms of the movie, after reading the book, I think they did a tremendous job tightening everything up. For sure. Yes. The book is all over the place. Mm-hmm. You never know where you're going to start from the, ne- the next chapter. You're like, who's going to be talking? What storyline are we following? There's, So many side stories. This, I felt like in the movie, they,
2: I mean, they made the stories weave together a lot better than like, there are just these random people. Like, you know, you get the Marcus who is just a separate, essentially a separate story. You get the Judy separate story. You you know, like, and it's like, okay. And having them woven together, yes, it's like. I think we said in our episode, it all gets tied up in a nice, pretty bow at the mm-hmm. end. But in some ways, that's more a more satisfying story as fiction.
1: It is. Because I kind of feel like in the book versus the movie, and I know we're getting there, but um, like L- Linda is a dead person, but Judy is still the person that has the heart attack in the movie. They make Judy the, lo- like with the, Mr. Wilson. So there's that little, tucked up thing. And then with Marcus and Zach being the same person, but then also the fact that her mother is still alive in mm-hmm. the book. And for me, I was just like, why are, why is life so hard if your mom is still around? Like you have some support system. Like why is it, why is it happening? I mean, I know that not everybody has a close relationship with their mother, but you find out but that she they did. do. Yeah. yeah. And, and so to have her be alone and then to have Betty being the surprise grandmother that she didn't know that she had spoiler alert, being like the only lifeline makes made everything just so much more warm. Like a, a person who was, who was completely alone now has this built in family where you just right. don't get that blanket in the book. It's just kind of like, okay, I don't really care about these other really important plot points that happened, but they don't connect. and Right.
2: Also, I mean, the fact, granted, it's a little bit, insane the whole locket side plot like oh my god that's my locket i gave it to my son who like drowned in,
0: in a fishing in some, boat accident see, oh my gosh. yeah some, something yeah because they couldn't have him also on drugs because in the no. book he's like crazy hardcore in drugs yeah, yeah. Hard the to thing check.
2: is he was pretty hardcore in drugs yes but then he like does get off of it mm-hmm. and has a life and like but like, it is never told that his high school girlfriend got pregnant and right. had a kid. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I <laughs> genuinely, I'm like a little bit. Not. No. I'm. I'm not a little bit. I'm. I'm just regular
0: size. Upset with Christine's mom. Yes, because knowing <laughs> that he still had family and that this whole time, you know, we're talking and, about and the she all. was living yeah. in a town with, like she she was d- essentially denied a relationship with
2: cousins, sisters, grandparents, mm-hmm. because her mom was like, your
0: father was a drug addict. And I didn't feel like. And I never followed up with him. Yeah. I never found out if he got better. I never found out if, because they were both really young, like, teenagers and never had right. choice. And so, yeah. And then in the book, you know, the mom finds out this is where Christine is moving. And she has this like, oh, gosh, I'm so afraid that she's going to run into her dad. Then tell her. Yeah. Don't let her just go there blind. And then not knowing her dad's dead, obviously. But what if he wasn't? And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, you look like me. Do I know you?
2: (laughs) Right. Like it it was just such a strange choice and really manipulative on her part in a way that I. I mean, granted, I also feel like her raising of Christine in such a way where Christine felt like she couldn't be like, hey, uh, my douche of an ex-husband is after me for the kids, even though he doesn't give me child support and I need n- financial and, you know, emotional help. Yeah. Like that that you can give me. Like, it's not even like, oh, hey, like I would really like financial help, but you don't have it. It's you have it. You're, you know, like... I don't know if if I was in her situation, I think my parents would probably say to me, like, we can't support you living where you live and by yourself. But like, if you want to move back here, we got you. You know, like something like something could have been figured out
0: or at least emotionally, like just being able to call up her mom and say this is happening and I'm freaked out. But. In the book, she constantly talks about how, well, her mom brought, taught her not to lean on anyone else because she didn't have to. Right. It's like, it's it's okay. a really bad message. Yeah. And
2: like, I worry, like the kids are going to learn this as well. <laughs> and I mean, like even, you know, she has babysitting issues. Her mom is like on a cruise or something.
1: Yeah. Like I can't like, call my mom because she's busy being suntanned
2: with her right. like, new like lover. If, you're, if your mom can take time off to to go on a cruise and like that's that's lovely and everything. If your mom would not skip the cruise to spend time with her grandkids, she's not a good grandparent.
0: I mean, you know, I, I, I look at my kids and yes, they're teenagers. So we're not quite there yet where they're going to have kids, hopefully. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> never on Yeah. We'll see. Um, but I'd like to think that if my husband and I had planned a cruise and they all of a sudden had an emergency where their kids were gonna be unattended. they're for small a week. kids. Yes, like the actual yeah. like kids, kids. And they were like, We're we're out you know, my my child was like, I'm out of options. I don't know what else to do. It's either this or I leave them alone. In the house every day, I'd be like, then we're coming. <laughs> we're yeah. coming. To I help was you.
2: so incensed when she live, left her kids alone <laughs> to the point where I was like, okay, your kids are scared of the next door neighbor, but you know she's there. You knock on that door. Uh huh. Sorry. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't care if your kids are scared. Like, yeah. You need to have an adult. And I know you don't know this woman, but that's better than leaving your kids alone. I like just, just, yeah. Yeah,
1: it Christine's was... inner monologue just really irritated me. It was almost kind of she was like wanting to be like the sob story. It's like, oh, my life, like, like the, the, even the writing was like, oh, my life, if only a soft breeze of rose-colored love would drift <laughs> into my life. But I have no one to call, not this person I'm friends with at the restaurant or my mother, or the beautiful lover that she has that apparently wants to be my father figure. No, nope, can call no one. It is only me.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so how I, I feel. <laughs> Yeah. it's it was it a lot in the book. But I will say one of the things that bothered me about the movie, <sighs> I thought it was perfectly cast, which we'll get to that in just a second. But they basically eliminated all the black people from the book. Yeah, yeah, they did all the black characters. Which there's a few. There's they're all eliminated in the movie, and I'm like, okay, so here we go. This was 2014, so yeah. We'll I mean, I'm not, am is. I
2: surprised by this? Absolutely not. No, no. I just, no. just like oh, there it is. a lot of like. <laughs> A lot of the, those characters were like the abusive ones, or the ones being abused. Or which the like, one being kid. angry for Merry Christmas? Like the angry black okay. woman who needs. Can Christmas we get to into happen. that? Because sorry. I lost my shit. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up right here, but I feel like it had to be brought. <gasps> oh <rotten>. my god, <laughs> the like. Okay, I may not like Jason. I think Jason is terrible in the book. <laughs> But when he says to the person running the toy department or whatever, like you're supposed to say happy holidays. And her response is something like, we don't sell holiday gifts. We sell Christmas gifts. I was like, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Like, what is like? No, you don't. You sell toys. You don't know if they're gifts. You don't know if they're for Christmas. You don't know if they're for a different holiday. You don't know if they're birthday presents. You don't know. You
0: don't know that how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because not everybody celebrates Christmas and I get it's a Christmas book. Yeah. It's a Christmas secret set in Christmas Town or whatever it's called. But but
1: the secret is of me and Hannah, one of us is Jewish and the other person's birthday right. is three days after. So like all of this <laughs> yeah. argument is
0: true. It is, <laughs> like you don't know what you're in the store buying for. So exactly. yeah, that, like, that was a bizarre scene. It was such a strange scene and because it was all of a sudden i was like
2: who are these people
0: yes i had no idea it was jason that she was talking to for like the first i don't know like 10 minutes that they were talking and then finally yeah. on him i'm like oh this is jason arguing with somebody and who is this it's a new character and i'm like i don't know who any of these people are you know but okay so the, jason is one of the biggest differences to me and I'm going to jump to that in just a minute but so I thought this was perfectly cast I in the in the movie I loved Betty I loved Dolly I thought those were great choices I thought I thought John Reardon was an excellent choice for Jason even though we'll get to it but he's not as much of a jerk as book Jason true but do y'all remember him in that awful football movie Love on the Sidelines oh of
2: course we've also (laughs) done an episode on that
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what a jerk he was in that movie. I'm like, y'all could have had book Jason to a T with this guy, but uh, Thank God not didn't, to a T.
2: And the reason I say not to a T is because book Jason. And I think this is very important because also <laughs> lost my mind a little bit. Book Jason is 24 years old. He's 24 yeah. years old and Christine is 27 and she's
1: acting like she's like, she's like oh, he wouldn't be interested in me. I'm an old lady. Granted, I remember being 27 and I was dating a 23 year old and I felt the age difference very greatly. But yeah,
2: you know what? It's because <laughs> 24 and 27 is kind of a large age difference at that time. Sure. Yeah, for also, sure. I like I genuinely could not figure out why. Like, he was into uh, her? Wh- he, I couldn't figure out why he was into her. I couldn't yep. figure out why she was into him. They have nothing in common. They are not at the same life stage. Lust, sexual attraction.
0: <sighs> <sighs> but for what? They just saw each other in the restaurant and they barely talked. And every time they tried to plan talk, like plan to talk later, it would get messed up. And so they never actually went out on a date. He thought her name was Rosemary for three fourths of the book she which didn't even I care to
1: ask him like the yeah. line is literally the day I found out Jason's name I kissed him right because yes. you know? um,
2: they, they kept calling him TS TS which I know was for table six but they because they called him TS I kept thinking in my head as because I was reading it Elliot. oh his name oh they call him tough shit <laughs>
1: I went with T.S. Eliot, which has made it very broody in
0: my head. It so. <laughs> works. Well, I, I, okay. So, Book Jason is a straight up jerk. Like, he is rude to everybody. He's rude to his grandpa, who gave him a job when he needed it, like, and was like, come work here. And he's just fine, I guess. And he's just, and, well, he's so entitled. Yes. He's yes. like,
2: I am too good to work the floor of this department store. I am too good to learn anyone's names. Right. And it's sort of like, yeah, I buy that a 24-year-old feels this way because 24 year olds are essentially, you know, they're they're babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know what mm-hmm. they're doing. But at the same time, it's like, really, you've encountered no humans ever? Yeah. Like, yeah. no wonder you were downsized at your job, <laughs> <laughs> like as opposed to potentially somebody else like you must be an asshole to work with.
0: Truly. So here's what I want to ask you both. In the movie, he is not that way. I mean, he's you can tell he's kind of got this like little bit of arrogance to him, like I'm sure. cute sort of thing. But he's very, very affectionate with his grandpa. He comes there voluntarily. It's not, he's like, oh, I got downsized. I thought I'd come here and see if you need help. You know, his grandfather eventually reveals in the movie that he lived there while he was in high school because he loved the small town life. And, you know, the grandfather's like, stop trying to satisfy your dad by taking this big job, you know? And so it's very, the the motivations are very different. Book Jason's just a jerk and his character arc takes him from being you know, this jerk to somebody who realizes the true meaning of Christmas, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Although I I don't like his character at any point in the book, whatever. And in, in my question to you is, how do you think that significantly changed the story in the movie? Because he really has no character arc there. Other than saying, I don't want that job. We don't see him struggling with anything.
2: I, I think that's true. I think we we don't, we we see him struggling with like, what do I want in life? Kind of like, who am I trying to live my life for? Though he does, it doesn't seem to be a terribly difficult. No,
1: he thought even process has for him. He has a line, which we talk about on our podcast, where he's like, yeah, got laid off. <laughs> oh, well, life's <laughs> brutal out there, says the privileged white man with a degree. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so, I just thought I'd come up it with the grandpops, you know, like, it's great. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say. So he, you're right. He doesn't have a character arc. He's a lot more likable in the movie, like you said. But for me, I think because we're in a ninety-minute movie, and and Bethany Joy Lens Christine has so much happening, I am mm-hmm. okay that Jason doesn't have a com- a complex character arc. I am okay that he is just the pretty guy to be in love with, um, yeah. in my opinion. Because I'd yeah. rather have what happens in the movie happen.
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure. I think it works better in the movie. I just I'm one, you know it 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 was very very different, you know, in terms of just him alone, which he's that's the whole part of the book is him changing from this jerk to this. But does he he starts working with kids and that's about it. <laughs> like Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm not a I'm really not a fan of that character as a whole, but that was yeah. that was what she was trying to accomplish. And, you know, yeah, I, I and, hear that. It's... You know, and the thing is with but in the movie, I thought his attraction to Christine, which he thinks is Rosemary, just like in the book. I think it makes more sense because he goes to he goes in there and he sees her and they talk and then he sees her, it bumps into her again and then they bump into each other again. And they have a, so it's cute. They're intrigued by each other, but it's not like, it just, in the book, It just seemed like it came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden he was just like, I'm obsessed with this woman and I just, I have to, I just yeah. have to be with her. What? Yeah.
2: But like, yeah.
0: he's obsessed with this woman to the point where he forgets about his, IRL girlfriend. <laughs> yes, he does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He has a girlfriend, he has a, a. I mean, maybe she's not officially a girlfriend, but like she made the uh, trip to visit the him. Yes. Yeah, it's like they made, made out like in the
1: greenhouse, and he's all like, "No, nah, I was saying goodbye." You know, that's how I roll. I'm like, "Great, you're a winner." Yeah. <laughs>
0: And uh-huh. they just brush it all off. They don't even come back to it. There's nothing. He's just like, there's no other than a one line where she's like, oh, I don't know if there's room for me and your your girlfriend. And yeah. like, that's it. And then in, he has a little monologue where he's like, she thinks I'm someone I'm not. No, she thinks you're a dude. <laughs> kissing another woman because she saw it with her two eyes. And so did the two other people that were with it. everybody saw that you were. Yes. Right. Okay, so. In fact, she thinks you are the person you seem to very much be. <laughs>
1: and and he does something creepy at the end, and she says it's <sighs> creepy, and then gets talked out of
0: it by her parents. Okay. So he, yeah, you, you explain like that, that, Lisa. Do it. <laughs> I did. I did actually like that part because okay, so in the movie, the whole secret is tied into the necklace, which surprise, surprisingly does not play a part in the book no. yeah there's no necklace no there's necklace. a necklace but it's very it's just a gift it, right but a, it's
2: it's not this like heirloom thing that no n- none no. of that that ties people together no
0: yeah no so which was very surprising because that to me is the charming part of the movie it's the little bit of christmas magic that they put in there and i was like oh this is cute i like this you know the little the moment where she has the little key and yeah they do a close-up on her fingernails though and i'm like I I couldn't do without that. But that's just me and my weirdo hand thing. Um, But in the book, Jason sets up this whole thing where Christine has had people like break into her car repeatedly and leave gifts and stacks of money And it turns out it's people from the town helping her out. I think I I could never really. is it? Let's talk about that later because I'm confused about that too. Yes. I could never really get a grasp on who was actually leaving some of the stuff. But so she's freaked out because she's like, someone broke into my house and left this gift. And then, and there's a note on it that says, meet me at the park with your two kids. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) You want me to what? And her parents are like, yeah, Go her mom and her stepdad are like you should go. It turns out they're in on it and they know but yeah, I just I'm with Christine. It's weird. I I'm not going to bundle up my two kids on Christmas Day and take them to a park for somebody that left me a note in my house. It's all bunkers and Thankfully, we did not get that part. Of it. Thank no. God. She even says, she's like,
1: but someone broke into my house. This is creepy and weird and a little unsettling. That is the quote. And then they're like, I don't think it's creepy and weird, but more like magical and mysterious. Thanks for gaslighting me, folks. This is great. And then
0: abandoning me at the park before I even get into contact
1: with this person.
0: Yes, they like shove her out of the car. And all of a sudden she turns around and they're gone. And I'm like, well, yeah. this is how Dateline starts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay well so two things so
2: first of all yes that part i really i was not into there are a few times that are like genuinely creepy in the book like can can we talk about when her car gets broken into the first time yes Just, and it's devastating devastating like Awful. Ac- actively like oh my God, what, like, can this woman not catch a break? Exactly. It was the very low moment for me in the book. So let me just
0: say this. She, Christine is a waitress and she was picking up double shifts and trying, and she had to piece together all kinds of childcare. She had to like leave her kids alone at some point, basically to work these double shifts. Why? So she could afford Christmas presents for her kids, which I get it. I've been there. I've been to the point where we have been like, okay, I don't know how we're going to get Christmas done, but we're going to try and get something for our kids. So I I get it. I get the reason why you want to do that. Sure. So she finally gets enough extra money and she goes to um, the department store where Jason works. They... It's all very contrived, all of it, how they never really know who anybody is and everybody's mistaking everybody for somebody else. Anyways, um, she goes to the store and she finds all of these great gifts and she spends less than $100 and she fills up her cart and she's thrilled because she's got gifts for her son and her daughter after she told them, look, I don't know if Santa's going to be able to come because she's being evicted. Like just her life is bad so she's filled with all this joy because she's like i got all these presents and i'm so excited and she puts them in the trunk of her car and then she comes out of her next shift trunks open all the presents are gone i cried yeah i literally cried i was
2: i was so upset but here's the thing that i could not figure out so we learned later on that like someone is breaking into her car to give her gifts. Yes. Are they giving her back the gifts that she bought herself or are they going in and buying new ones? That's a big weird question because they do have they have they yes. are
1: overlapped. They some are some are the same things that they that she did happen to get stolen. So I don't know if she like told Betty what they were because we find out that some of the presents are being left by Glory and Miriam. Sure, but not all. Ooh, could be a ghost. Could be Wilson <laughs> who's been stalking Glory because he likes uh, likes her. Marshall Wilson. Ooh, maybe it's him. I don't know, but why would he? Why would he
0: do that? And people aren't just leaving gifts; they're leaving wads of cash. Right,
2: right. Which t- in the movie, she gets this delivery. There's no breaking into anywhere, which I appreciate. Right. Um, because Jason has figured out that she is the woman who saved Judy. Right. And he tells his grandfather, and they and they send her in an anonymous like thank you here a ton of gifts for your kids and And a million dollars in cash right in in fake money (laughs) the Um,
0: fakest money you've ever seen in your life yes amazing (laughs) um but and
2: she doesn't understand because jason had figured it out without like actually articulating to her what he had figured out
0: (laughs) um no one talks in either the book or the movie not one person sits down and it's like you know what this is weird why don't we hash this out nope no no, that's asking a lot of these people (laughs) Um,
2: but they like the way like all of that made like some logical sense whereas like we, we just never find out how these other things are getting in the car no no and it's weird it's weird and i don't like
0: It's the Christmas secret. Yeah, that's the secret is who left the money. Because the toys are one thing, because you know that a couple of characters in the book are secretly like plotting to get her presents back to her. So that way she has something for her kids, which is sweet. I don't know why they just didn't be like, look, we feel bad. We pulled our money together. Take it. Stop saying no. We're going to do it anyways. Just whatever. But they just keep leaving them in her car, which I don't know. I think over time, I'd be like, people keep breaking into my car this is right, not cool. they keep coming out of my job and there's new stuff in the backseat of my car
2: right i was also you know she's when her car is initially broken into she's like i know i locked it you know blah blah yes. blah, blah, blah. so you would think they'd, they, that she never says like oh i locked it ever again but just based on where she is who she seems to be all of that like how are they getting into her car? I don't believe this woman doesn't lock her car. No, right? Like these people are b- genuinely breaking into her car every single day and <laughs> to like leaving her of hundreds money. of dollars in cash. And
1: I don't know about you, but I was taught if you find hundreds of dollars in cash, you're supposed to take it to the police department <laughs> and well, say I, would, I found this. <laughs> Not yes, just go,
0: ooh, money, my now I would freak out. I'd just be like, look, I. There's something wrong here. And I would be afraid that it was a mistake that I got it. And by keeping it or spending it, somebody would come back and be like, hey, that's actually my. I don't know. Right. It seems it's done in such a
2: way where, granted, I don't know anything about this life. This is all via, you know, (laughs) movies and television. But I would think that my car had been accidentally used as like a drug exchange.
1: (laughs)
0: Seriously. As, I just, with all this meth going around for sure. Yes, I just it made me so nervous because I'm like, how do you accept cash that you don't know where it's from, knowing you're in a desperate situation? At any point, anybody could come out and use it against you. I exactly. just she's right. so she's so like suspicious of everybody. In fact, for most of the book, not most, but the first half of the book, she thinks Jason's a spy from her ex husband right and
2: And, so it's like that's true in the movie as well yeah but but like in the movie it does ring true that she's like oh i got this delivery from here i think it was a mistake yeah yes let me go to the store and be like hey i think it was a mistake and clear it all up and they're like you know she is not planning to keep that stuff that is not for her
0: yep okay you brought up, you made me think of something that I wrote down and I want to look at it again because I wanted to ask you guys' his opinion on it. And this is okay. for both the book and the movie. Okay. Plot, plot hole, which look, it's a movie. There's always going to be plot holes. But if Jason was hired by Brad, her ex-husband, to spy on Christy, wouldn't he know that she's not Rosemary? Yes. Because he would have been well, like, this is what she looks like. This is Christy. Go find her and tail her. I mean, it I guess there's a possibility
2: that he doesn't get a description or picture in but then that doesn't how do seem you know, very yeah.
0: How do you know who to follow um, around? You know, and so and wouldn't Christy realize that he's not in fact working for her ex husband if he constantly thinks she's Rosemary?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. It plays out better in the book. I think because because her name is actually Angela, Angela Christine in the book. And the only person that calls her Christy is is Brad, good old Brad. And the thing about it is Judy, because she's in under cardiac arrest, mishears or misremembers her name. So she thinks the name is Christy. So that's the name that she's sending Jason out to find. And so when Jason's like, do you know a Christie?" She's like, the only person who calls me Christie is my ex-husband. You must be a spy. So it makes sense. She quickly, you know, I feel like she quickly gets over the fact that he's, uh, he's not a spy, but she right. doesn't in the movie. And that always bugs me because she in the movie, she leaps to the conclusion that a man is talking
0: to me. You must be a spy for Brad. Well, <laughs> truthfully, that's what I think too. I'm always suspicious of anybody. Yes, I'm married. But if anybody <laughs> was to be out and give me any sort of, I'm like, what, what are you after? Because <laughs> absolutely not. I'm entirely too old to even entertain any of this, but. You just know me from my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is also like, if. Jason's grandfather is such a staple in both the book and the movie. No one has ever seen Jason. How does Betty and the rest of the people in the town not know, oh, that's Marshall's grandson? I mean, in in
2: the movie, I feel like they do sort of address it where, like, Betty is never around. And when she yeah. does realize that she it was laughing. Jason, <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, my God, I, that's hysterical that you thought he was, like, tailing you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no one, I mean... I guess in the book, Jason is enough of a douche that like he's probably never been around as an adult and maybe no one recognizes him. And yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the only thing
0: I can think of. I'm just like, it's a very easy conversation because all he has to say is my grandfather has a business here, has been here forever. He's been here decades. Our family yeah, has history here. Just go ask anybody. My grandfather is Marshall.
1: Yeah. Um, In the book, though, it does seem like the community is a lot larger than is portrayed in the movie, because the way they describe Wilson's is really more of like the size of Bloomingdale's rather than a little corner shop. Like, and so it's highly likely that people don't know each other because it seems like it's more of a city than it. Right. I mean,
2: granted, also, she like forgets that Betty's exists and that and she's never been in it. And she's been living there for seven years. Yeah. Yes. um, Before she goes in to get
0: a job. It was just a lot of contrived moments, just a lot of very, very bizarre misunderstandings. I will say that no matter what, whether those the book or the movie, the fact that that whole Rosemary where he would call. And ask for Rosemary, and they're like, "Rosemary is not here," and that whole thing. It actually made me laugh in both the <laughs> book and the movie. The whole thing, and especially when they figure out what actually happened—that she's Rosemary, but her real name's Christine Angela Christine. It it really did. It made me laugh in both of them. I,
2: <laughs> I I will. There there are a few moments where I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm on board for this." That was one of them. In the book, uh, her daughter Haley, at one point when. When Jason is like decided that he maybe likes kids and he's helping with homework and stuff, which also that that was like a 180 on this character. Yes. Um, but like her, she's she says something along the lines of like, like, I'm going to be your half girlfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. this is inappropriate, but I think it's yeah. cute that if I if you're my half boyfriend and we're half half boyfriend. And I was like, that's really cute. That's that's a sweet little like Yeah. And she hey, refers hey, to
0: them as that the rest of the book. She's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's my half boyfriend. <laughs> and
1: Anna, you don't have the author's voice in your ear saying this is what no, I, I will just say is um that like, like you're absolutely right, Lisa, having the author read it is wonderful, but having the author read a character like Haley was like nails on a chalkboard because Haley was the brattiest like I thought Haley was bratty in the movie. Listen to our podcast. I hate her. I'm like, why are you pretending to fly? You are a bitch right now. I know your mother does not allow you to go on the porch like that. I hate you, Haley. And then in the book, when she especially the scene where he's like, well, I'm an accountant. She's like, no, you're not.
0: You like kids.
1: And that's kind of how it sounds. And I'm really sorry. <laughs> so it just made me hate Haley a lot. I'm so sorry. If you're listening out there, Miss Donna. The the Van Leer. I'm sorry, you're wonderful, but yeah, it, it <laughs> I didn't was, enjoy
0: it. It was especially the times that Christine had to leave her kids home alone, and she went through all of these steps to like lock everything down like fortress. She taped paper towels to the window so nobody could look in. But then at the end, you know, towards the end, they just go outside and just play on the deck and the railing with no one else home, and I'm just like. Okay, so this is a lot. Okay, so as we're coming to the end of this, I wanted to ask you the necklace. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I know we talked about this briefly before. It's not the same, it doesn't hold any real significance in the book, except for the necklace that Jason gives her. Because Jason gives it to her as a gift. That's the gift that he sneaks into the house and leaves with a note that says, Come to the park with your kids. You know, (laughs) it was originally his grandfather's that he had purchased for Linda before she died, and he never got to give it to her. And so he kept it forever. And at some point, I'm guessing Jason got it from him and was like, I want to give it to this woman. And Marshall was like, Sure. The same woman
1: you gave flowers to on the bus on an accident. Yes.
0: Yes. And so now in the movie the necklace there's still a necklace but of course it was passed on it was to his mom to her mom but she got it from the dad who got it from his mom yes and then christine ended up with it who then gave it It fell when she was helping the woman judy with a heart attack judy had it then gave it back to christine's daughter i mean it it was a whirlwind so, it's, it's the story of the traveling necklace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what ties them all together. That's what reveals that Christine is actually Betty's granddaughter. That that's her dad who was dead. You know, all of that. That's sorry to make the pun, but that's the key that unlocks the whole thing. Okay. Right. It's the In North the book, Star that guides them. Exactly. <laughs> In the book, Christine's mom shows up as for a visit which I guess she had never visited in seven years, but she shows up to visit and comes to the bakery, sees Betty, realizes exactly who she is, freaks out. It's like, oh my God, you're my ex-boyfriend's mom. But, but here's the thing that I didn't understand. I think
2: she used to work at the bakery. Yeah. As a young kid, so, yeah. So why didn't she recognize the
0: bakery? <laughs> I, I I don't, again... <laughs> I don't know. And that's why I <laughs> want to ask, like, do you, so in the book it's revealed because basically Christine figures it out. She's like, oh my gosh, my mom's freaking out about Betty and Betty's son. And okay, I put it together. And she's like, when were you going to tell me that Betty's son owes my dad? And they have this big heart to heart. And she's like, I just didn't want to tell, you know, whatever. In the movie, it's the necklace that unlocks everything. Okay. Which one did you like better?
1: Oh, the necklace in the movie, for sure. Like, I feel like we've talked about it, but the book is just the book is the spaghetti thrown on the wall to see what sticks. In my opinion, it was just like, let's see how this shakes out. And I hate the mom. Like, I'm sorry. And even Betty was like, yeah, no, my son was a piece of shit. Like, yeah, I'm glad he didn't know him until he died. I don't know. It was just really sad. I agree. There's some poesy in the the necklace, bringing them all together and having her mom be dead is just so much more meaningful.
2: <laughs> it's like, yes, we are usually not going to be pro dead mom, but maybe no. we are pro dead mom.
0: In this, because it's like she's with us and it's making it happen. Just I just because I agree with you, like for the most part, because when I first finished it, You know, when I finished the movie and I finished, you know, all of it, the book and the movie and I had done it all, I was like, okay, yes, I like the necklace better and the revelation, like revealing the secret, the Christmas secret. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, we we don't hear much about Christine's mom in the movie at all because she's dead. And we don't really hear that, that there was a struggle there, that it was something that her mom kept from her for years and years and that she's never, it's been a, a, Really bad part of her life, like not knowing half of her family yeah. right, and so I did feel the more I thought about it I did feel a a more sense of closure because they do get that moment where the mom finally explains why, even though I don't agree with the reasoning and I don't agree with what she did i do I did get a lot of satisfaction understand like just knowing, okay, this is why I kept it from you. We've talked it all out. Now, you know, now you have the story.
2: <laughs> Which I, I think I, I completely understand. Yeah. And I, I did appreciate that to a point. I think in the movie, we've gone, it, you know, it's, it's bananas in a more fun way to me so that I'm kind of already on board of like, of course you have a necklace that belongs to her, you know, like... <laughs> Why yes. wouldn't you? This, yes. this, you know, and I'm, I'm just more willing to like go on this journey. Right. W- versus the bananas where I'm just absolutely continually putting post-its in of just like <laughs> douche <laughs> moment, douche moment, douche <laughs> moment. And I feel I'm like, less likely to do that. <laughs> I feel
1: like when we get so much more of Betty, who is definitely one of the best characters, she and her best friend in the movie. We get so much more of Betty. I don't feel like I fell in love with Betty in quite the same way in the book because we have so many more characters that kind yeah. of diffuse Betty's point. Um, right. And so like the fact that Betty was the last to know and we don't even really hear from her until the epilogue about the fact that she has a grand, another grandchild and, who, and other grandchildren because the dad had another family and all these like, you right. know, like, cousins that
2: I, you said, like... Yeah. yeah, I think it's also the the thing about the movie is you get two people who have no one else, right? Finding family as opposed to Betty's not missing anything. Betty mm-hmm. Betty thinks her life is great. She's got her her grandkids. She's got her business. You know, like she's she's happy go lucky, right? Yeah. You know, and Christine's got her mom. Granted, we've we've already talked about it, but like it's. Yeah, it like it isn't this like, oh, my God, I have a person moment. Right. You you don't get that cathartic like,
0: ta-da, moment. Christmas miracle moment. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Okay, so I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and start. Let's start with let's start with you, Katie. Let's go with you. Which. Which did you like better? Oh, de- well, definitely the movie for
1: sure, because I didn't have post-its, but, um, I definitely felt uncomfortable from the majority of this book. Um, and it just didn't tie up well for me. Um, I, we talk about it all the time in our podcast. I didn't see them fall in love. I don't understand the wedding, like whatever. Um, but also the movie Christmas magic, Bethany joy lens is a dreamboat. Like she's wonderful. Um, and, uh, There was another point I was going to make, but, um, Oh, it's the epitome of everything you want a sappy Christmas movie to be. I Mm -hmm. I think this is textbook. Uh, if you want a Hallmark movies and mysteries crying my eyes out Christmas movie, this is the one.
2: Got it. Okay. Hannah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, movie, hundred percent movie. I, I was, I had screenshot, uh, text chain that i had texted katie because i i took the book home with me for thanksgiving on the train and read most of it on the train um i'm sorry i was just texting katie as i was reading it on the train and it was just just got to chapter seven and then like 10 minutes later i still don't like it (laughs) like an hour later i'm done blech
0: I know you sent a picture to the group where you were like, I have lots of thoughts. And it was just a picture of all the posters sticking out of the book. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm yeah, sorry. It's, I mean, it was
2: it was surprisingly easy for me to read. Um, I will say that. But yeah, not 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 my cup of tea. Um mm-hmm. Or cocoa, even or cocoa, or (laughs) hmm, I mean wine. I don't know what else. Eggnog. Um, I, I, the movie is bananas, and I enjoy watching the movie periodically. Like I think it's a fun movie to watch sometimes. But I would, I would not reread this book, and I'm not going to read any of the others. (laughs) Okay,
0: that's fair enough. How do you feel, Lisa? So I okay there are there are parts of the book that actually touched me and I did cry at one point but I'm with you guys and I got to go with the movie. I just no matter that my feelings that I liked the closure of the book, I still enjoyed the revelations in the movie as opposed to the book. I liked the way it was just all tied in together. And when I think about these when I read these books and I watch these movies, some of what I judge my which is better is which one do I actively want to engage with again mm. and most of the time it's like I would love to read the story again because you know you just get so much more insight you know you just get a little bit more this one and uh, no thank you I don't want to read this again I don't want to go through that again I uh, it yeah. was very very stressful and even though I thought it was engaging but mainly it was because I was like what's going to happen next holy crap it was I, just I mean I was genuinely like for for
2: a book where you essentially know how this is going to end Yes, you know, the, we know we know what is how how the end works in these. <laughs> there were a few times when I was like, oh, my God, like, our, I feel like she's going to go home one day and her kids are going to be dead. <laughs> like, oh, man. On our, like, like it is so like it goes really close to that, like, disaster, true crime line in a weird way. <laughs> it was right? almost like the author was like, how many
1: awful things? can I put into this book? It's like they had a spinning wheel of like all of the things. We got drug use. We got abuse. I'm just want to put it all. I, I, I can't even know what she put. Yeah. yeah. All the. Heart th- attacks. What does she have room for the other books for? How are there 10 of these?
0: <laughs> a lot of them have to do with that um, that uh, but, shelter. Oh. And I just, I couldn't, I, I can't mm-hmm. because the, the, my biggest fear is that someone's going to, you know, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say this the wrong way. But, you know, it's really easy to judge somebody's situation without knowing them from afar. And so there are times when I'm out with my kids. This is when they were younger, when I would be out with them. And I could only imagine, let's say something, you know, happened and one of my kids had a temper tantrum and you know i'm just trying to take care of it in the way i know how to take care of it and someone misinterprets something and then next thing you know somebody calls on me because people people are very into people's business and yeah. i yeah. just the thought of just losing my kids at any point or coming home and they're gone that's what i was afraid of i was afraid at some point she was going to have to lose her kids and mm-hmm. there was going to yeah. have to have this big emotional like get back and I was freaking out because it's just a fear, and it just terrified me to death that somebody was going to misinterpret. Like maybe my kids would be outside back playing, but I wasn't there. Maybe I'd be inside with the door open and I wouldn't see them, or you know, we'd go into the store and I'd let them like go look at something while I looked at something else. You know, I'm I'm always very watchful of my kids. That's just the anxiety of in me, me. Sure, but I was just like, ter- it's always just been a terror terror for me, and because strangers. You know, right. Yeah, assuming things, and God, this this book stressed me
2: out. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah it it was as somebody who does not currently have any children, I was very stressed out. I was like, oh my god. Same. These yeah. this like I mean, it was the kind of thing where I found myself being like. How can I reach out to this fictional character and <laughs> offer babysitting? <sex?
0: laughs> Seriously, I was just like, doesn't can't Betty just let him come and sit in a booth and just yeah. do their homework? I was like, something, anything. I was, I, I was actually surprised that
2: that was never offered as a suggestion. Because like, that seems to be like a pretty common, uh, my parents have a restaurant, we just essentially live there as opposed yeah. to at home. And I don't, I could not figure out why that was never like broached as a yeah, position.
0: Oh, well, okay. So we're all on board here. <laughs> hey, watch <stuff>. the movie. <laughs> yes. I'm very sorry to Donna Van Lier. Um, <laughs> but yes, movie, I I hadn't seen it for a while. And so watching it again, it rem- it was like watching it for the first time again, just because it'd been so long. And I was like. I actually enjoyed it. Like I did. And yeah, I would watch it, it again. The book, no, absolutely. Right. I think not. I
2: think the movie is really sweet. It's bananas, but it's sweet. And it and I think a lot of the reason the movie works is Bethany Joy Like yes. oh, yeah. she is doing a lot of work. She's in delightful. the best way. Also, I think another reason why this story works more better in the movie is the fact that they are older. They are not. Yeah, children. Yeah, like the right. the that it like it was a really <laughs> off putting for them to tell me that he was 24 yeah, i like, really couldn't get past it the whole time <laughs> yeah Since you like you don't a... know what you want stop pretending you're Wait, a liar I mean, you're lying I right know. now <laughs> I, I just want to also point out like we are pretending that this character like, is i mean he's essentially adopting a 7 year old at some point he is adopting a child that he would have had at 17 yes and I was kind of a little bit upset about it. Yeah, yes,
1: that's a good point.
2: <laughs> Hannah coming through with the math. Oh, uh, well, well, uh, not not into it. So
0: <laughs> we did it, and we I don't know it. if you'll, you'll. I don't know if you'll ever agree to come on again because apparently everything I can is, like is <laughs> first of all, Lisa,
2: <laughs> I believe we offered. <laughs> Because you said, like, oh, I want to do that. And we said we could, we'll collaborate. I think yeah. we offered
0: to read the book. Yes, I know. But I just wasn't expecting the book to be. No, well, <laughs> you, you only to give wait, us so.
1: books that have to do with, like, shelters and kids centers. <laughs> I and know,
0: that's what I'm saying. Where- <laughs> I'm like, the books I've given you have been just...
2: and. Uh, but but also, be, because of your podcast, have I read half of the
0: uh,
2: <laughs> Autumn in the Vineyard series?
0: Yes, I have. Oh, so my God. I mean,
2: those I'm are so very happy.
0: good. <laughs> yes, those are so good. Okay. <laughs> so, thank you for, to you both very much for joining me on this episode. I very much appreciate your time. And where can people find you guys online?
2: Uh, so, we are uh, on... Instagram and Twitter as long as it exists and all the things uh, where one kiss means forever where one and four are numerals and we do try our best to live tweet the Hallmark uh, premieres I, I would, we've got a pretty decent track record I mean, yes, of getting do. them done
0: yes yeah, so if you
2: so. follow
1: Lisa on the Twittering, um generally, we'll be there too. So uh, and we engage with Lisa when we Twitter the live stuff. So, um, yeah, so. engage with us, too, because it'll be a wild time.
0: Yes, yeah. I usually tweet from my personal, which is Lisa Faye CO, Lisa Faye Co. Yeah, that's true. But um, when it comes to the podcast, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Which Was Better, And of course, everything is on the website at whichwasbetter.com. And I will have everybody's links and show notes and all that, you know, in the episode. And I'm going to also link One Kiss Meets Forever's episode on this movie. So y'all check that out as well. And thank you guys, everybody that listens, everybody that comments, everybody that shares and retweets and the messages I get from you guys after y'all read the books, especially Mm -hmm. they bring me such joy. So I thank each and every one of you and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.